It's true. I really did lose the retreat photos from Bali. (sighs) You are listening to the Get Unstuck podcast with me, your host, Laura Husson. I am delighted to have you here. This podcast was being created to inspire, educate and facilitate shifts that get you unstuck, clear and moving in your life and business. Expect tips, advice and real life stories of people just like you who've gone from unclear and stuck to creating extraordinary success. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Get Unstuck podcast. I'm your host, Laura Hudson, and today, oh, my stomach's churning a little bit about the story I'm going to share, and it feels really important to document this. And it's so interesting to note the feelings, the emotions that are present as I gear up to feeling back into this. This is not new. So it's going to be really interesting for me to share this with you. And maybe there's some healing for me as I share this story. (laughs) I would love to just take a moment to really thank you for listening for subscribing, for sharing, and oh my goodness, for leaving your review on iTunes. Because I'll tell you, in two years of running my last podcast, I have already overtaken the whole amount, total amount of reviews that I received for that podcast in its first year, in the first few weeks. And it's so incredible. I believe we have this first few weeks to really make an impact and get this podcast into the hands of people who would not have otherwise found it. So if you have listened to something that you felt, oh, I wish everybody knew this, or I wish my friends knew this, or I wish I'd known this a few years ago, then please, please, please feel free to share the podcast far and wide. And if you're not already, feel free to subscribe. And if you still need to leave your review, you can pop on over to iTunes and leave your five-star review there. That Every single one is so appreciated. And I love when I get the little alert that tells me there's a new review. So I'm so grateful for every single person who takes the time to do that. I know that it's not, you know, we rush about in our day. And I know that usually we listen to podcasts on the move. So leaving reviews is one of those things that we tend to do as an afterthought. So I'm just thanking you so much gratitude for this experience and the gorgeous feedback. I keep seeing your tags and your posts on Instagram when you tag me on there. I love it so much. And yeah, it's just a gorgeous experience to be a part of. So without any further distraction, (laughs) did you see what I did there? I deviated. And today... I'm going to tell the story about where I lost the retreat photos. And I have to firstly say, this is one of those experiences that has taught me so much. And yet I can't quite make peace with. So hence, you know, the churning feelings in the stomach, the kind of ability to distract myself from just diving into sharing what it is I want to share. And I'm going to share from the very beginning. So let's go back to, where were we? It was March 2019, 
when we had our Bali retreat, the spirit retreat, first ever retreat I have hosted. And it was international. We were going to Bali. And I really went back and forward over whether I was going to hire a photographer or not. Now, I knew that the 11 magical souls who were traveling the world, literally at the beginning of a global pandemic, to attend and receive this life-changing experience, I didn't know whether a photographer was going to be a good move or not. I knew that they were going to come, they were going to have a hugely profound and impactful moment and experience. And I did not want anybody to be feeling on guard or um, like they were looking over their shoulder to check where the clicks were coming from, to be feeling vulnerable, to be captured on camera. I did not want to interfere in any way with the transformation opportunity that we had on our hands. So it was a big decision. And my gut, my intuition was telling me, you don't need a photographer. And it didn't make sense because, you know, that's what we do on retreat, right? There's a photographer, there's a videographer, there's marketing materials to promote the next retreat, which by the way, is booked for October 2021. And we have had the whopper of all upgrades on the villa experience. So if you would like to inquire, places are already booking. I've actually had to book two because the first one sold out in a week. (laughs) So I have some places remaining on the second retreat, which is October 2021. If you want to find out about that, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Totally Laura. Now back to the story. See, I'm doing it again. (laughs) I really felt like I did not want to book a photographer. But there was this little should voice saying, oh, but you'll really want to have captured the experience. There, was, there were various reasons why a photographer made sense. And then there was this underlying gut feel that it doesn't require a photographer. We don't need to capture it in photos. So I was in this kind of dance, this conflicted place of do I want to honor the event with photos and do the attendees want photos or is it more important that we honor the transformational journey and we don't have the photos? It was a real toss up. Now I decided I was not going to have a photographer. And when I told some of my closest business buddies, they were so amazed. They were like, wow, you're going to have that incredible experience. And we had lots of um, special experiences within the retreat that would have been gorgeous on film. So it was really something to contemplate breaking the mold, you know, like breaking the rules, all these things we're supposed to do in order to preserve the marketing of the next round. And I was absolutely resolute. Now my husband will tell you anytime that I say 100% (laughs) usually means I'm likely to change my mind or revisit at some point. Now, it's actually part of my human design. I am an emotional person. I'm an emotional type. And it means I have to experience a decision from every single emotion before I can settle on what feels right for me. So when I'm 100% certain, that's usually a time not to make a decision. (laughs) And so I made the decision there was no photographer. Now, obviously, making that decision did not require an action from me. I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was just tick it off the list and be like, okay, we're not going to look for a photographer. That's the end of that. Now, about two months later, and I I think the, the retreat was in March. I feel like it was around January where one of my friends who had been hosting her own retreats um, for years in Bali also 
said to me, oh, have you booked a photographer or who have you booked to do the photos for your retreat? And I said, oh, actually, I am not going to, I'm not going to have a photographer. And she was like, oh my gosh. She was like, that is so crazy. She said, well, good for you on honoring your intuition. She was like, if you change your mind or if you decide you want video or maybe if you want a photo shoot after the retreat, then perhaps you want to check out my friend. And she gave me her friend's details. And then she told me about this specific activity that this recommendation um, had carried out at her retreats. And I was like, oh, I felt things in response to that. And I'm not going to share it here because I don't want to ruin it if we decide to do that again in future retreats. It was really powerful. Anyway, as soon as I heard about this, I was like, oh my goodness. So I reached out to her friend and this gorgeous photographer And I explained to her, I said, look, I was not planning to have a photographer at the retreat, but I have been told about this beautiful experience that you facilitate. And I would love to talk about that if you would be interested. And so we hopped on a call and she was like, look, I totally understand what you're feeling and I respect that. And, you know, we can have a chat. It's no obligation. Let's see. And she was such a gorgeous, sweet soul that I went full 180 on the decision. And I was really excited. I came off the call and I was so pumped to say, wow, we are having a photographer. And not only are we having a gorgeous photographer who's really great at documentary style photography, really telling a story. So it felt like we were going to have a really beautiful souvenir for people to take away as their experience on retreat. But we were also going to do this magical activity with her. So that was that. It was booked. It was agreed. And we moved ahead. Now, let's get to the retreat. Everything was perfect. We did the activity. It blew people's minds. And what happened was during that activity, some photos were taken of that activity. And I asked if it was possible for us to use, to get those photos into their hands in um, physical form before they left. So it was quite a quick turnaround. The activity was done one day and the next morning, which was the final morning of the retreat, this gorgeous being came back and presented two printed out photos, I think, of that element. Uh, Everything else, we didn't see any coverage of anything else. The main coverage, we didn't see any of that. It was all going to be presented later. But this specific, exciting experience, extremely transformational, was presented into the hands of the attendees before they left. It was so powerful. It was so perfect. And I was so glad we did that. By the end of the next day, everybody had access to an online gallery where they could view their entire shoot from this specific experience. And oh my gosh, it was just so, so magical. And it was not something I would have ever sought out because it was something I never even knew existed. Now, I sound like I'm being very vague and I am, and it's about protecting the power of that transformation. So I'm not going to go into details of what that was, but it's important to realize that that little piece which was, you know, I say it's little because it was one activity, but whoa, did it play a part in the journey and the experience of the retreat. That's probably one of the things that will be most memorable for people of their time with me in March. And what happened then was everybody left. We came back, came back home, pandemic struck, 
lockdown ensued. Everybody traveled safely back to their corners of the world. And except for Sophie, who I've mentioned before on the podcast, second mention, (laughs) second mention for Sophie, who is still in Bali by her choosing and having a beautiful time. And a few weeks later, a photographer reached out to me to just say, um, you know, can we, are you available? Can we have a quick chat? And I was like, oh yeah, oh my gosh. And I was so excited to hear from her. But then when I read her message and I was waiting for her to reply, the excitement faded really fast and I started to feel a bit yuck. And I was like, oh my goodness, how quickly can you speak? I'm feeling a bit anxious. Is everything okay? And she was like, I can speak now. And it was really early in the morning. So I snuck downstairs to a quiet room so as not to wake anybody else up in the house. And I called her and my hands were shaking. I don't know what I thought she was going to say, but I had that feeling, you know, that feeling you get, well, maybe you don't, but a feeling I get when I just automatically presume I've done something wrong. (laughs) That's what I was feeling was like, what could I possibly have done? I've done something wrong. Or I'd broken an agreement somewhere. Something just felt, oh, it just felt yucky. So I wanted to be put out of my misery as soon as possible. So we got on the phone and I could tell straight away her tone was just really low and she sounded really sad. And I said, is everything okay? And she was like, well, she said, everything's fine. She said, except for, she said, unfortunately, I do have to tell you that somehow the hard drive that contained the coverage of your retreat has been completely corrupted and all of the shots, all of the photos, everything I took is completely irretrievable. I was just so paused in that moment. And what happened was, it was this was really fast. There was an immediate pang of like, no, this can't be true. And then it instantly flipped into complete compassion for her and imagining how it must have felt to have reached out to me to say can we hop on this call knowing what she was going to have to say and knowing that it wasn't only my retreat there were I I believe two other events that were also on this hard drive that had been they were irretrievable and it was like the hard drive was corrupt nothing had happened to it it wasn't anybody's fault it was just one of those things and these were the last shoots that she had done before the pandemic struck and everything had stopped everything gone into lockdown and I just felt so bad for her because I knew that while I was able to quickly reach a place of oh my goodness are you okay and this must be so hard for you and all of that feeling I also was aware that perhaps that may not be the reaction she's getting from everybody. You know, like there may be somebody who was like upset or reacted emotionally first. And I just felt really bad for her having to break that news. So we had the call. I was holding on to a shred of hope that maybe there was something that could be done. And I was like, you know, could you please not get rid of the hard drive? Cause maybe there's something that could happen. I've heard of these kind of miracles and, um, yeah, we ended the call. We spoke about how what how we were going to communicate this to the retreat attendees and everything else. And I came off the call and I absolutely broke apart. It was like epic grief, which as I say that, I have this like little bit of guilt to say that because I realize that I'm not grieving for somebody or a loved one or any friend or family. And if you are at the time of listening or this triggers something for you, then um, just know that's not the intention. But the feeling in me was something was lost. 
a moment was lost, an opportunity to process and to honor the huge, huge life-changing transformations that had happened that I had witnessed and that I had also witnessed myself facilitate. I was waiting and I hadn't realized until this conversation that it's almost like I've been holding my breath since returning. Not only had we come back from this retreat, but we had gone into this lockdown. We didn't know what was going to happen. It was really challenging to land in the processing of, wow, what just happened? And I didn't realize until that conversation that I was waiting until the photos were in my hand to kind of relive it through the eyes of the lens and to see it from the outside to really process those feelings and really be wowed by everything, the vulnerability, the level of commitment, the level of love and support and safety that was held in that space was like nothing else I have ever experienced. And I was so excited to present everybody with this memento, this takeaway of the experience. And then having to communicate that that wasn't going to happen, it was really hard. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, you know, even just remembering it, it brings up feelings. So I know there's still there more there to process for me when I choose to do that. And I believe that telling you this story on documenting this here on the podcast is part of that process. It's part of the release and the the getting over what has happened. And I don't feel like a victim. Let's get really clear. Like I, there's no part of me that feels like poor me. It feels sad for everybody concerned. You know, it feels sad for the photographer and it feels sad for the attendees. And I feel sad for the processing opportunity that has been lost. And I was also very quickly able to recognize, wow, this is what you wanted. Right? This is literally what you wanted when you sat there and you said, I am not having a photographer on retreat. Now here we are. <laughs> Manifested, no photos, no retreat coverage, and coverage and photos physically in people's hands and in an online gallery of this incredibly powerful experience that we would not have had had I not let that little bit of guidance filter through my decision not to have a photographer to sway me into, okay, well, let's just do that activity as an isolated thing. That was not something I would have sought out. And it was an absolutely beautiful piece to the puzzle. So it was really fascinating to see I got what I wished for. I didn't understand why it had pain attached to it. It was like, why could I not have what I wished for without the pain? <laughs> that would have been nice. But it was, it, it triggered me into, you know, it was the catalyst into, okay, the photos aren't coming. So now it's time for you to just honor and process what happened without waiting for something else to facilitate that. And it was really gorgeous because what has happened since has been I have had several occasions where I've been in breathwork sessions. For one of them facilitated recently by one of the gorgeous attendees who, when we were in Bali, had never experienced breathwork before. And I brought in a gorgeous breathwork facilitator who lives in Bali. And it was their first experience of breathwork and since then has gone on to be certified as a breathwork facilitator and has since facilitated me twice in a session of breathwork. And it was so powerful because 
the combination of their voice, their energy, the music they chose and everything else really helped me to land in that that feeling I was craving of like, wow, look what this retreat made possible for people. Look what this retreat made possible for me. Or look what this retreat has led onto now. And it's been a really gorgeous journey into looking for those opportunities to process but not consciously. It's not like I've been on a hunt for them, but they have landed in a way that probably I may not have appreciated so fully had I had that experience through looking at the photos. So it continues to surprise me. I continue to be wowed and realize more of the unraveling of what is still rippling out from the work that was done on retreat and from the support that was shown. And I have to say that one of the interesting things for me was I used to always get very emotional when I realized that I had helped somebody have get a result, when I had helped somebody really shift something that had been heavy for a long time in their life. I used to get very emotional about that, be like, wow, almost, you know, teetering on who do I think I am to have done that? Like, did I really do that? And what I realized in going through these breathwork sessions and doing other release work that I've been doing since is that that I was waiting for that emotion to hit. I was waiting for that level of, wow, I did that and it did not come. And the reason that it felt like I couldn't land in the emotions is because that big emotional level of almost disbelief that that happened at retreat that I curated and that I was facilitating, it didn't, it wasn't required. I didn't need to sit there and go, I can't believe I did this. Wow. You know, I'm able to say, of course, of course this happened. I know that I am a powerful facilitator of change. I know that I am able to present pathways to people that present endless possibility. And it's up to the individual if they wish to start walking down that path. And so instead of this huge emotional, oh my gosh, I'm so amazed by everything. And I can't believe I did that. That part, I've moved beyond that. So this, you know, facilitating that experience in Bali has been extremely profound, not only for the attendees, but also for myself to see who I am and where I'm at on my journey and how I support people. And it's been absolutely incredible. And I do believe that it has worked out perfectly. So yes, the retreat photos are in air quotes lost, but it's presented this gorgeous, gorgeous chance to see things through a different perspective, right? And that's one of the powerful things. If we can always find a way to see things differently, we will always be able to shift how we feel about things. And it's one of the most powerful things I've learned on my journey is to say, okay, how else could I look at this? Yes, I might be angry or upset or feeling despair at the fact that I've lost these photos, I can never get them back. But what else is possible? What other reaction could I look to? What could I try on? Even if I don't believe it yet, how could I try that on and see if it's going to be helpful to me and to those around me? And I'm really grateful that even on the call with the photographer, I was able to flip instantly into compassion for her because I know that was not going to be an easy call to make. Can you even imagine? I mean, like this is a once in a lifetime experience for those attendees. Um, Well, 
some of them, some people are coming back again for the second one in 2021, but you will never have that experience for the first time once. And the next time is going to be completely different again, because we've, we're changing venue. We've got some other things lined up already, and it's still over a year away at this point. And it's this, this kind of feeling of losing something you can't replace. It presented a gorgeous gifted opportunity for all of us. And I'm really, I want to say proud. sounds like a smug term to use, but I am really proud of the way that everybody used that news as some opportunity for work for them to do for themselves. Now, some people, when the attendees were told about the fact that the photos weren't coming, some of them were like, oh, you know, that's really sad and poor her. And for other people, it triggered deep, deep wounds to be activated. And again, it was like the retreat just kept on giving. It was like, great, well, now you have the tools and how can we support you? Because we had a little group all together that we still check in on from time to time. Hi, Bali girls and and guys. (laughs) And it was gorgeous to be able to continue the support at that level beyond. So that is the story of the one where I lost the retreat photos. Um, Oh no, it's more accurate to say the one where the retreat photos were lost because I did not lose them and it was nobody's fault, but the retreat photos were lost and it presented so many gifts, so much healing. And I just want to kind of leave you with the idea that everything that happens, it always has gifts, right? Everything has a gift in it. Everything has a layer of beauty within it. And that does not mean there's not also pain. It does not mean there is not also a whole range of emotions, feelings of loss, feelings of something that can never be replaced. And this is where it does have parallels with grief, right? And I'm not comparing losing photos to the idea of losing a loved one or a person, but it does have that same element of feeling and processing. It's the same journey that we go on, just maybe at a different pace and maybe to a different level of intensity. Just knowing that we can always find things to be grateful for. We can always find a lesson and an opportunity for growth within. And when we support ourselves with the tools to do that, which is what everybody from retreat was freshly equipped with, then it's such a powerful way to move around the world, especially when we were right at the beginning of what has unfolded to be this global pandemic of 2020. (sighs) Right. How's that feeling in my stomach? Just checking in. Dialed down. I have some work to do on that. So I'm going to finish the episode and go and do my own work to release that and do the forgiveness work for myself and anyone else involved for feelings of, oh, because I'll still pine for them, right? Those feelings of loss don't just don't just vanish. It's like I'm still allowed to feel loss whilst feeling all the other beautiful things. And I want really happy to share this experience with you. We're never beyond. And I think that's the important takeaway, right? We're never at the point where, oh, well, I'm so transformed now. I'm so evolved. I'm so shifted that everything is beautiful. And I'm so happy all the time. And life is always, I always say hearts, rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) I don't know why I say that, but I do. It's not the case. And neither should that be what we are seeking. It's okay to experience ups and downs. It's actually required. If we're looking to only experience the ups, then what we do is we start to fear the downs and we make them bad. And when people talk about like negative emotions, I don't even like that terminology really, because no emotion is unrequired. We are humans. We were designed with all this full range of emotions because we're supposed to feel them. It is human and normal to do so. And equally, 
it is important that we honor what we feel rather than try to rush through the feelings. So it's important to sit with it. That's one of the things one of my retreat attendees used to say is like, what do you mean when you say be with it? What does that mean? (laughs) And it's really gorgeous when you learn how to do that, how to just be present with whatever it is you're feeling rather than try to rush and distract yourself into feeling better because that's where we process and we heal in the moment rather than have to deal with it later. So more, more, more conversation to have on all of this. I feel like we're diving into things that we can cover in so many gorgeous episodes. And I'd like to finish by just inviting you to reach out, reach out to me on Instagram at Totally Laura and tell me, do you have any experiences like this where you have really experienced that feeling of, oh, I can never get that back and I feel really, can't let it go. It's really hard. You know, what is your experience? What takeaway does this give you? And I would love you to come and join our growing community, the Get Unstuck Collective dot com over on Facebook. It is a free group for you to come and join where we can share the updates with you from the podcast, share any other behind the scenes stuff, give you the opportunity to have a voice to discuss the episodes in detail. And occasionally here and there, I'm going to go live in that group to just share deeper insights of things that I won't necessarily want to share publicly on the podcast, but I do want to share with you because I know there's value in you hearing these experiences and stories. So come and join us. You can go to the Get Unstuck Collective.com to do that. And I can't wait to see you in there. Remember, as always, tag me in your stories on Instagram when you're listening. Share the love with everybody. And remember those gorgeous reviews on iTunes that I'm so grateful for. And I will see you in the next episode. I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. (laughs) If you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at Totally Laura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. I'll be waiting for you in the DMs.